everybody this is your girl yanni t i know things are a little different right now with the intro however i'm still pushing even with some technical difficulties but thank you to this new episode of conversations with the priestess i know it has been quite some time since i last dropped the episode or dropped an episode for you all and i do apologize there's been a lot that has been transpiring um And one of those things that has been happening is life itself. Many of you all know I recently underwent a job transition and I'm currently working as an independent contractor. However, I'm having to work so much just to make ends meet that I am actively looking for another nine to five. Um, It's not what I really want to do at this point in time, but I'm doing what I have to do for me at this given moment. And I don't regret my decision at all. Uh, Everything is actually well, given um, there is a situation going on, but um, in good news, in good news, in good news, I am thankful that I'm able to celebrate my uncle, um, who I also called affectionately Pops, because that's who raised me. Um, (laughs) Over 25 years ago, he opened up his barbershop, better known as Shorty's Barber Service, and I was on Facebook today and just saw the outpouring love and support from those in our local community in South Carolina, where I grew up and how they have welcomed with open arms and how they embraced him as a business owner. And I'm just grateful and thankful for the lessons that he has taught me along the way. And I'm, I'm so grateful for my uncle. My uncle has been there for me since I was a child. Um, he raised me, taught me so many morals. And even as I'm going through my transition, he, is, he has been my support all the way. And I'm so grateful for him. And I just want to take this moment to honor him, Shorty Suber himself. Um, and it's funny because he named the barbershop after my grandfather, which is his father. Um, and I, I applaud him for staying in the race. I applaud him for being the man that he is. And it's because of him, I am the girl that I am today. So I do want to give him honor, honor him for that. And, mm. and in other news, um, many of you all know me personally. Some of you all understood some things that I was involved in spiritually. Well, recently... I, I'm going to give a little bit of story. Yes, I stand firm in my transness. However, when it came down to the religious part, um, me serving in church, I, I was presenting in a way that was more palatable for the people. And no, it was not out of shame, not out of anything like that or any fears. It was the fact that I was looking out for my safety and just sitting and observing how to present and how to kind of ease things in. And if you know anything about church, 
um, especially when you walk in spaces that are predominantly cishet. Um, you have to approach those things lightly because you don't know how you'll be received. And a lot of people are asking, well, why didn't I go to another ministry that was more accepting? It is not the actual ministry, not my local assembly. Um, it's a part of the more so the national um, organization type thing. So I was very apprehensive about that. So recently I started presenting and living in my truth as it pertained to ministry and everything went well, everything went well. And I don't regret it before I go ahead and start off of this. However, at the time of this podcast on the 29th of September, um, on the 26th of September, um, I went to a service, um, to support one of the other pastors in our organization. And I found out the next morning that there were phone calls made by someone um, in regards to me and my truth and how I was dressed. And it became a big issue. And I still don't regret this decision. Um, What ends up happening, I am then told that I could not serve because I walk in my truth because I am a trans woman who happens to love God and happens to be in position. So as a result, I was told that I could not serve. Um, And the fight has begun. The fight has begun. And again, it's not in my local assembly. It's my local assembly my 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 shepherd my leaders those that surround me they are very upset um many people that are close to me in ministry are pissed off about this and they have they have been very vocal to the necessary parties um and at this point um I am developing a strategy and I do have a call to action. Um, And I'm so grateful for my support system. I'm not going to call any names, but I am grateful for my support system. Um, And over the course of the next coming weeks, you're going to see some episodes disappear off of the platform um, and off of this show. I'm going to have to do a complete overhaul because there are certain things that I did promote as a part of my show. So there are going to be some episodes that come down. Um, It may take a couple of weeks. It's going to take some time because I have to go through each and every one of the episodes. But um, yes, I have made a disconnection mentally and emotionally. However, um, those that are in my local assembly are strategizing. And yes, we are making some necessary moves for for the good of all the people. And at this point, it's not even about me at this point. It's about other trans and non-binary people that will come, that will be a part of ministry, period. Not just this particular ministry, but we want to set a precedence for them to treat trans people with respect. And to look at sexuality and gender from a new lens. And I'm not the only person that has been affected by this. And it's crazy because in this particular 
um, setting and not my local assembly. We all know who each other are and how each other roll, how each other, how we all identify. We're on the more national. And if you're familiar with how church is set up, a lot of churches are set up to where you have um, a moderator for some, a um, a bishop or a diocese, depending on your reformation or your religion. You always have someone that delegates other people to be in other places and set up other worship facilities. And that leads down to the local assembly um, for short synopsis. And as a result of this, um, sometimes there are certain bylaws of that particular fellowship or organization, and they may not be clear. And we have that in this one. However, um, it speaks against homosexuality, but you see all of the homosexuals parading around in church. And there has been some situations where there has been fights because of tr- love triangles. And there has been some things. And no, I'm not calling anybody's names or anything like that. But yes, there has been situations to where it's known that this person is a part of the LGBT community or gay or whatever. However, it's overlooked because certain things aren't brought to the forefront. However, I feel like it's a slap in the face for me because I'm I'm living as the gender that I know that I am, but it's being lumped in with homosexuality. And because I'm presenting in my truth, all of a sudden that is an issue. But the crazy part is, is that it is not in their bylaws, not in their bylaws. And yeah, I am none too thrilled about it at this point. Um, And many of you all saw a call to action that I posted on social media as a result. And Because of everything that happened, I am calling on all of my trans brothers and sisters, my trans siblings, my non-binary family. I need everyone to show up for me. I'm going to, it's going to, everything is on my Twitter page, CWT Priestess. I'm doing that with a specific strategy. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you all is because there were certain things that was understood. I knew that certain places I wouldn't be able to walk in, but I thought surely I'll be able to do it locally. And with all of this, um, I'm seeing a lot. I'm realizing who's in my corner and who's not. And also um, just just seeing some things for what they are and making those moves that are necessary. And at this point, I um I'm 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 in a mood. I'm in a mood. And I am I'm I'm at a place now to where the fighter in me has risen. And it took me a couple of days to process everything that has transpired. Um, I, I spoke to a close friend of mine about it and she said, you know, Yanni, this is when you need to speak up. 
She said, you speak up for everybody else, but it's time for you to speak up for yourself. I said, I am. I am. I have some things in the works. And my best friend and I talked some more and I I told them, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to get some queer and trans people to show up. I want everybody under the trans umbrella. I want my non-binary family to come and stand in solidarity. We're going to do this very civilized in a way. And we're going to just show up and show that we're here and we're visible, that we love God too, and that we're capable of serving. And not only that, but we are preparing some other strategies that I can't talk about right now. But I don't want anyone else to go through this. I don't want another queer person, another trans person, another non-binary person to go through this type of treatment because of gender expression. And it's crazy that we deal with discrimination, yes, in church with race, socioeconomic status, marital status in a lot of places, and that the the made-up hierarchy of sin, because someone may sin different than you, we have all these rules and regulations for church, but it's gotten so far from what the Bible says that it is supposed to be. And as around, I see how certain things are swept under the rug in the church, but they want to point out homosexuality, same gender-loving people, even trans people, and now seeing how some people embrace certain types of queer and same gender loving people. But when it comes down to trans people, it's a whole different ball game. So it's, it's, it's a game on privilege and everything. And no, I'm not knocking my, my same gender loving or, um, very, how am I going to say this? My my people who are anything other than cishet, I'm not knocking them. I'm not knocking um, people's orientation, gender, sexual orientations or their um, preferences. I'm stating the privilege between cisness versus transness in certain spaces, even with the gay factor. And unfortunately, it is a thing to where we even have gay people that accept everyone for their for their sexual orient for their sexuality, but when it comes down to gender identity, people like the turfs and things like that, it's a whole different ball game. And I find it stupid because trans people are the reason why a lot of people. Matter of fact, let me put it like this: trans people, such as Miss Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, Miss Majors. All of those people that rose up and caused the Stonewall movement that fought for human rights, that fought for trans rights, gay rights, gay marriage, for women's rights, for their productive health. This is why you have all of these rights. It was because of queer and trans that you discard for whatever reason, be it their sexuality or big, you just didn't want them around or big, you're just a trash parent. And for me, it's nothing worse than a queer person who thinks it's fun to poke fun at trans people. And people like me, we are the most marginalized people. We are the most 
trashed people in society. And I am tired. I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired. And it's funny that at at some point, the identity of the person who made the call, their identity has been protected. And while I am being protected in my local assembly and I have some allies, I feel that I was put on the front street. I felt like I was put on front street to be made an example of, but I'm not going down without a fight. I am not going down without a fight. I refuse. I have worked too hard to get where I am in my life. Not only that, the world is progressing. It's time for the black church to progress. And it hurts that a place where I'm supposed to have peace and to be loved and respected, I'm not getting that in return. I'm not being welcomed with the love of Jesus Christ. Think about how many other people have been in the same place. And this is very, this is, this has been a very, it's, it's, it's been an experience. It's been an experience. It's, it's been an experience for me. And I've, I've experienced, and I'm still experiencing so many different emotions that I, I I just don't know. I just don't know how to feel at this point. I know how I feel, but one emotion can't explain how I feel at this point. And I must say this. I am thankful for the leader that I have. I'm not going to call their name out at this point, but they know they know who they are. I thank God for this person because they have been there for me since day one, since we met. And I thank God for this person. And to also, to also see the fighter come out in them, I'm, 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 I'm speechless because I've never had that during my time in the church. I never really had people to fight for me. They only fought for me when it was convenient for them. And it sucked. They only, you know, looked out for me. When they were only there for me when it benefited them. And I thank God that I don't have that anymore. Um, I'm just grateful. And I realize that I am fortunate to have such a support system because there are people like me that 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 may not have a support system. They may not um have a support system. And you know, I'm grateful for the support that I do have. And I'm at a point now to where I'm willing to go to go the distance and fight the good fight of faith. 
because I look at it like this. Jesus fought for those that people discarded. He loved on them. Why can't we do the same thing? And to all of my holy rollers out there that has something to say, say it in my comments, but leave a five-star rating and hit that Twitter up, CWT Priestess. We can have a healthy dialogue. So with that, y'all, I want to say thank y'all for listening to me. I'm coming back soon with some more episodes, but this is an update. Love you.